Hi, y'all. Good morning. You are listening to Foot of the Cross, and this is Chelsea Hallow saying happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. I turned 25. <gasps> Wait, I turned 35 this morning. Oh, not so good for me. <laughs> Anyway, yes, today is my 35th birthday, and believe it or not, all year long, I ran around telling everybody I was already 35, so I thought I was turning 36 today. (laughs) I guess we all do that sometimes so that we can actually get ready for the future and try to live it so that that way when what we fear actually comes to light we don't feel so I don't know ashamed or bad about it (laughs) and we're able to accept it a little bit better and guess what (laughs) whatever I did subconsciously to make myself believe that I was turning 36 today it worked (laughs) Because hearing that I was turning 35 brought that joy to me mentally that I needed to get through this day. Because as you all know, or at least my closest listeners would know that when I woke up this morning, and again, I'm going through that first 5-10 minutes where... When I wake up, I believe that my fiancé did not die last month. And I believe that he's laying right next to me. I'm still going through that right now. So waking up, then realizing that he's gone. Then realizing that it's my birthday. And that he can't turn over and give me a sweet kiss and a hug. And to be the first one to tell me happy birthday was pretty damn hard on me today. Looking down at my stomach and not seeing the big baby bump that I had. I mean, I know some of my girls out there, you know, even at six months, you couldn't hardly tell that they were pregnant. But, (laughs) boy... Did I already have the boobs and stomach to prove it? Even in my third month, I said, look, I went from losing weight and feeling good about myself to crying all the time, throwing up, craving pickles and peanut butter, and having boobs that my fiancé was going, uh, whatever's happening, Lose the belly, but keep the double D's. (laughs) And I said, I'm not sure either one of them's going away. Well, what do you mean? I'm saying there might be a baby in there. (laughs) You know, um, I've said this and I'll say it again. I appreciate it more than anything. That when he was in that car accident last month, that he went out knowing that I had lost the baby because everyone can say he didn't even know what happened, that it happened so quickly. 
But I've been in those situations, and let me tell you, you do have that minute or even 30 seconds. And that minute or 30 seconds seems a lot longer. Because in that time frame, you think of everyone that you're leaving behind. Because you know in your mind and in your heart that you are fixing to die. And I'm glad that he didn't leave this world with that thought in his mind. Thinking, I'll never get to see my beautiful son be born. <clears throat> the miscarriage had already taken place. And he wasn't leaving his baby boy behind. He was going to him. And that, I truly believe with all my heart. That they are walking hand in hand together. Or he's holding them. However it goes, you know. The Bible says that when we go to heaven. Our true form is how we look. Walk and talk. And I've never thought about, you know. Where does a baby go? Uh, you know, does it go into a heaven nursery? What? <laughs> it better be made of pearl. <laughs> that crib that my son's laying in if he's a baby up there. And it better be Elvis that gets to take care of him. Yes, my fiance's name was Elvis, for God's sake. His parents were much older and... Sadly to say they were drunks and back back in the day in the moonshine days you know it wasn't that typical for I'm a, I mean it, sorry it wasn't irregular that you walk up on a family of six and not see some moonshine somewhere in the house. I mean that was just what people were drinking back then and He, uh, well, it was this month, actually, this week, when we were going to have our wedding, because fall is my favorite time of the year, <clears throat> and being that my birthday is October 21st, I wanted to not make it about Halloween and do it way before Halloween, so between the 14th and the 21st was going to be somewhere in between there and um we were just getting ready to send out invitations and decide on a date and send them out to my family his family and uh i am getting more at peace with that it is so crazy you guys i have now gotten ready to leave the house three occasions to put his cross up where he had his accident and something happened all three times now this third time the other day i get dressed all pretty and uh my hair had already been been done because i had gone to court the day before well, two days before, actually, because it was Friday that I was released out of the court system. And uh, 
So I had something to celebrate, and I was at peace, and I felt the Lord's blessings coming upon me. And I said, Mom, I'm ready to go put the cross down. And to everybody else, you know, wherever they spread his ashes or bury his body, um, you know, that's not where he is to me. It's whenever I pass that car accident scene that took place, um, I have struggled to go down the road, and I have to, because it only happened two, three miles away from my home, and I would rather there be a cross there than me remember all the fire trucks and cops around, because if I had not been able to go around, I would have had to see my fiance's body on the side of that road, and nobody would have been able to stop me from running to him. God saved me from having to see that. And it did not click in my mind that it could have been him at all. Because all I saw was a car. And it was the car that ran the yield sign and hit my baby from the side while he was on a motorcycle. Coming straight up 69 North. And uh, flipped his bike a couple of times. And um, he didn't have a hope in hell. <clears throat> But he did have cancer. He did have COPD. And if I had to choose between him suffering for months in a hospital or on hospice at home and this, his children are in their late 20s, you know, all three of them. And they have kids and they're married, except for his son who lives in Tupelo, Mississippi, and, uh, I believe he's engaged or just living with her. I'm not sure. But I don't want to say anything that's true or not true. You know, you just want to make sure that you stay in the facts. And uh, my point is, is that when you're his child, no matter how old you are, you're always his baby. You know, no matter how old my kids are, they're, they're always going to be my baby. And when you think your parents, you're like, well, I want them to live as long as they can. And we don't think in that moment that we're putting them through anything except for the fact that we are helping them to live longer. Um, <clears throat> he didn't want any more treatment. He said, when the Lord takes me, the Lord takes me. And... Uh, it was going to be pretty horrible what he was going to have to go through. So, as, as his daughter or son, I would probably say, yeah, you know, Dad, I want you to get the treatment. So, I want you to stay. Please come back. Please come back and stay because you... All children are selfish. That is, but it's love, though. It there's a fine line between selfishness and love, because yes, of course we want to go to heaven, and we want our parents to be in no pain, and 
We want them to be happy and at peace and to not go through any mental despair anymore. I mean, because God knows they lost their mother four years ago and he lost his ex-wife, the mother of his children, four years ago. And they are still grieving from that loss. So, yes, if I was his child, I would say, Daddy, I know it's fun up in heaven, but please come back. And they wouldn't say, please suffer from the cancer treatments and stay as long as you can. But they would say, come back and stay as long as you can. Now, being biased and person that's on the outside of that and being a woman that was in love with him and didn't want him to have to suffer. I'm not saying they did. That's why I said there's a fine line between being selfish and loving someone. Because I'd do anything to see him today. If you don't think that, then you're not listening. <clears throat> That's why, even when we're told in the hospital, and we see all these plugs and wires hooked up to our family members, and they tell us, this person does not know that you're here, does not hear you, they are brain dead, pull the plug, and we can't. There's the fine line between selfishness and love right there. We wouldn't be human if we didn't have mm -hmm. that bit of struggle that held us back from pulling that plug. I wouldn't be human if I didn't take a second thought and say, well, come back for as long as you can, baby. He loved that motorcycle. There was nobody that was going to be able to convince him not to ride it as much as he could. Not a person in this world. He was 48, not 78. And he knew how to ride it. Drive it. And uh, there's a 75% more chance of dying on the motorcycle. We know that. We knew that. God saved me from being on it that day because we were together practically every day since we had gotten together, and that's the truth. <clears throat> Just so happened that we brawled a little bit the day before, and I decided that coming home was the best thing, and I didn't want to. I said, look, I'll just stay the night. We'll talk about this tomorrow. We never know what's going to be the last words to the person that we love. So I'm very happy that he decided to get up that next morning and call my mom and tell her, tell her I love her so much. And everything we said last night was stupid. We hate going to bed angry, which is why I met you. He was talking to my mom and he said, so I met you to drop her off and say, look, you know, we need a night apart. And he said, tell her, you know, um, I'm on my way to get her. 
Well, he took me every morning to dose at the methadone clinic, and when it got to be close to 9, and them closing at 9.30, I tried to call his phone, and it went straight to voicemail, and I was like, that's weird, okay? I was like, I guess he's on his bike, maybe, because sometimes he would turn it off, you know, or turn the ringer off on his bike. That way he wouldn't be tempted to answer it. <clears throat> I didn't know that he had, had a wreck. And when I got to the uh, clinic and they said, no dosing for you, I'm sorry, you're too late. I remember being so mad, you know, because I wasn't feeling good. And I was like, God, Elvis, where are you, baby? When I pulled up, I went and lay down for not even 10 minutes, mm -hmm. and my mom came and got me and said that there was a sheriff in the yard. He needed to talk to me. We are going to see our loved ones again, and I'm not trying to convince myself of this. It's just how it is. But how we're going to fit into those people's lives when mm -hmm. we get to mm -hmm. heaven or go to heaven for the seven years, like the Bible says, and come back to a new world, I, I can't answer those questions, you know? However, some people are confused. Will I recognize my mother and know that she is my mother? Because it says so many times in the Bible through Christ, we're all brothers and sisters. And God is the Father. Now, there has been rumors and even places in the Bible where I can show you the reason why the Holy Spirit exists is because she's almost like the bride of God. Even though God's not married, there is a woman side to him. And I believe that that's the Holy Spirit. I don't believe in worshiping the mother of Jesus. Not one place in the Bible does it say for us to worship the mother of Jesus. Not one. <clears throat> A person that takes pieces of different religions... And then tells themselves, this is what I believe, that is called being agnostic. And you are not going to heaven because you, my friend, are confused. And you don't have your facts straight. <sighs> I don't know when... I'm going to lose my parents, but death is all coming for us. It's coming for all of us. I said that backwards, but it goes both ways. However it comes to us, it is up to you where your fate lies. I don't like the word fate because I don't believe in fate. I don't believe in karma. I believe in Judgment Day.
And our judgment day comes when we are face to God. This has been in my heart for a long time now. And it is what has carried me from A, B to C. And where I am in my life. Where do you want to be when God comes back? Or when you die? What do you want to be doing? I mean, come on. Just skydiving, not skydiving, I mean, mean that you didn't live your life to the fullest? Does not send Africa or being a Christian, I've always wanted to go to Israel or Bethlehem specifically. And so I've had regrets growing up, but now I understand. None of those things eventually are going to matter. And when the Bible says that we will have eternity, we have forever to do the things that we want. We will get to see the things that we have not seen. Everything that we've done on this earth is not going to matter except for the things that we did that God wanted us to. Now, does that mean... That becoming a singer or becoming an attorney, becoming a court referral officer, becoming a doctor. Is any of that going to matter to God? Yes, but it depends where your faith lied. It depends where your heart and who your heart belonged to. If you are an atheist and you save between three to five souls a day, and when I say souls, I just mean people from their own death because you maybe operated them on them or gave them a new heart, a new set of lungs. That does not mean that you're going to heaven (laughs) at all. You have to believe in God to make it to heaven, first of all. Number two, you have to accept that Jesus is the Son of God. Number three, you have to then ask Jesus into your heart and give up any sin that you have holding you back from living the life that God wants you to lead. Number three, you then have to ask for forgiveness for the sins that you've done in the past. Number five, you have to then work on and continue to work on becoming the person that God created you to become. Like I said, becoming A singer could be wonderful for you. But what words did you sing? What crowd were you singing to? Were you rapping and telling these people to do a group suicide? 
were you singing about drugs and talking about how good they were to do? Were you singing about depression all the time, constantly, so much that people listened to it whenever they felt suicidal? That's why when I sing now, I try to stick to Christian music or music that will uplift people's spirits because it is very important what goes into our ears and what we see with our own eyes. Very important. More important than anyone even knows. Because when your child has a lock on their door and you're not checking on them in the three-hour period while they're on YouTube, you do not know what they're listening to, what they're watching, what they're hearing, and what is going into their spirit. Our children are trying to find themselves it's not that they're lost. It's that they were lost from the moment that they were born. Because, just like it says in the Bible, from the very beginning we were born sinners. We're not born pure. It is a shame. We were stripped of that a long time ago when Eve ate the forbidden fruit followed Adam and listened to the devil when she was tempted. All that got stripped away. And that is why God had to send his only son to die on the cross for our sins. Otherwise, life would be way much worse than it ever was. Can you imagine no, you can't. I'm pulling up at McDonald's. They're running out of supplies. <laughs> McDonald's. This is a restaurant that is in Jamaica, Puerto Rico. All over the United States of America, guys. And abroad. And they are running out. Of food. <sighs> that is just a little bit of what I can tell you right now. What is happening today. To show me that we are getting closer and closer to the end times. We are already, first of all, in the end times. Look up what's going on in China. Look up what's going on in Israel. I mean... <laughs> Every single thing that the Bible says and predicted is coming to pass. What you do now is so important. How you choose to live your life is everything. I am in a place where I never thought I'd be in, not in my lifetime, did I ever think I would be in, 
where I would have to sit down and truly think, well, my daughter is 16 years old and my mm-hmm. son is 13, whether or not I should take either one of them out of school. And I'm not talking about because I'm worried about them catching COVID-19. <clears throat> Am I going to leave the United States and try to go and hide? No, I am not. The Bible says you do not run away in fear. If you are afraid, then you have no faith. And if you have no faith, then you don't have God on your side. Nor do you have the umbrella of protection over you to protect you from getting harmed. But if somebody were to walk up to me right now and say, either take the mark and tell me now that you do not believe that Jesus Christ is your Savior and deny that He exists, or have your head cut off and be killed. Well, goodbye, y'all. It's my time to go. I will be executed when I am asked to deny my God, my Savior, and the Holy Spirit. What will you do? What will your kids do? What are you teaching your kids? You know, there are so many scientists today that are claiming to be atheists that are right at the tip of their tongue ready to say that we as Christians are right. And it's like they're almost there. They want to say it. But at the same time, they're so far away from actually believing in it that their souls are damned. Could they and will they in those seven years of tribulation while we are raptured in heaven, the real believers of God and Jesus Christ is our Savior? Can they change their minds? One second. Will they and can they change their minds? Of course, during those seven years, a lot of people will be changing their minds. And that is why, in the Bible, it predicts right there, how many more souls will be saved even after the rapture has happened. He already knows how many people will deny him and will change their minds and saying, I do believe my mother was right. My grandfather was right. My cousin was right. My best friend was right. And I should have listened when I had the chance. Is it too late? And God will say, no, my daughter. No, my son. It is not too late. The time is now for you to turn over your life, over your heart to God. Because if you don't do it in the second When the war happens between God and Satan, and Satan is damned to hell forever, you will go down with them. Now, I want to go to heaven when the rapture happens. 
But if I die before then, I know where I'm going and that is heaven. So no matter what happens with me, I know where I'm going. But if I have the chance to make sure that some family members of mine or some friends or people that I'm talking to in line at the doctor's office and I have a chance to talk to them and get them saved before it's too late in their own life, I will do that. And not to just add to my rewards in heaven, but because that is what we're supposed to do with our time left over until God comes back. Not sitting on our asses and not preaching about something that we don't do and put into our daily lives. We are supposed to live out what we preach. We are supposed to put the money where our mouth is. If you're too ashamed of God to go out there and say, I'm running for Trump and I'm a Christian, how do you suppose you're going to do it later when the cops bust down your door or the government? Because guess what? When one world order hits the fan, there will only be one government. That's right. One government. There will be no individualized rules anymore. Everyone will be conformed to a certain amount of freedom, a certain amount of rules, and all of a sudden the Antichrist will come in and say, well, I can save you from this and I can save you from that. And there are going to be a certain number of people that will believe he is the second coming. And they will follow him right into the depths of hell where he belongs. He will be so cunning and so good at how he says and what he does that you will be amazed. You will drop everything and follow him. We're already warned that it's going to happen. We're already warned that he's coming, and he's already alive today. Come on now. If you don't believe that, I don't know what to do. There's nothing left to teach you. Now, some people claim that it was Senator Bin Laden. Some people claim that it was uh, Obama, our president. <laughs> If we question who it is, that's not who it is. You will see so many people raise up and then bow down to this person. Thousands among thousands. Where it talks about the millions of eyes, we already have it. We have the eyes in the sky Eyes on our phones, eyes on our computer, 
eyes in our car. They are listening to us everywhere. And that doesn't begin to make me paranoid. It is happening. How many times have you talked about something and then saw an advertisement of maybe dog food when you asked mm-hmm. your husband mm-hmm. to run and run to the store and get dog food? Did you happen to look down at your phone and see a specific brand that was 35% off at Target or Sam's or Walmart or Publix? I have several, several times. And we're giving them permission to listen in and we're giving them all of our information so that they know exactly what we believe in, exactly who we are going to claim when questioned, when asked to take the mark of the beast, and they will know exactly where we are. The government knows where I am right now because I have the location to my GPS on on my telephone. Hello. Over the years, it's gotten worse and worse. And if you're still blind to this, please start opening your Bible. That on my birthday is the gift to myself that I can give to you to ask you to please wake up. Don't lose your soul and burn in hell forever when your time comes. But please do what is right. Get saved while you still can. Live for God when you have the chance to change your minds. Thank you. You're listening to Chelsea Hallow on Foot of the Cross, and this is me saying, have a blessed day. Be careful while you are out there because times are getting more dangerous by the second. Stay close to your family and the people that love you. Have a wonderful day. God bless. And thank you for listening.